internet brand strategist Sandra Beck interviews top business coaches, speakers, authors, and thought leaders to bring you the best business tips, tricks, and techniques to give your idea the best possible chance for success. From writing your first novel to telecommuting from home to taking your small business to infinity and beyond. Now here's your host, Sandra Beck. Hey everybody, this is Sandra Beck, and we're going to be visiting today with Dr. Geraldine Tegelove. Now, we're talking today about feelings and truths and knowing where the power is, and things have changed a lot over the past, oh, I don't know, over the past couple years especially. I feel like we're ramping up and we're changing at a phenomenal rate, so I wanted to bring Dr. Geraldine Tegelove on to today's show because feelings and truths and power, they're all shifting, they're all changing. Without further ado, I'd like to introduce Dr. Tegelove. And for those of you following along at home, you can find her at GeraldineTegelove.com. And Geraldine, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me, Sandra. It's such a, a, an honor to be here. I really love being on your show because I get to talk about you know, things that I love to talk about. So thank you. (laughs) So I'm not crazy. And, you know, our listeners that have written in to say that things are changing at an extraordinary rate um, as opposed to years past. This isn't crazy. Definitely not. Things are changing in at an unbelievable speed and in incredible ways. And yet, Sandra, the change is really all about rediscovering our truth as you talked about in the introduction uh it's rediscovering we've we've actually known all of this but we need to remember the truths that we arrived with and then over time lost those because we've been um i guess indoctrinated by those people who love us and who wanted the best for us but weren't possibly in touch with who they really were at that point in time. And as children, you know, we soak up everything. So now is the time and we're being asked to do it and we can feel it. I mean, talk about feelings. You know, we feel this rising up within us that if we're not doing what we love and loving what we do, if we're not uh, enjoying our work or whatever it is, we have this feeling rising up within us to say, hey, it's time to change. It's time to really go back and honor self and honor who we are. So the change is happening very, very quickly. Well, and I see a lot of large industries uh, collapsing onto themselves. You know, we watched the fall of the entertainment industry where, you know, a lot of the abuse and the greed and the, the manipulation, we saw it on Wall Street, we saw it on, you know, in the medical industries, we see it in the sports industries, you know, a lot of fall from grace and people saying enough is enough. And I think that's symptomatic of, what we are experiencing with self, you know, with ourselves. I know with me, I was working a fast track in, in real estate in Beverly Hills. And yes, I was moving and shaking and I love those years, but I can't say that I was 
fulfilled at a, at a, at a level that I am fulfilled now and shifting into my own version of media and writing and creating and being more part of the creative process has been so much more fulfilling for me. Most definitely Sandra, because for years and years, we've gone through a time of uh, power you know, it's it's documented now that everyone or the whole world went through this time of certain people or individuals being in power or corporations holding the power. But the time has come now where the power is going back to the individual. And so the individual is realizing that we can no longer live in that competitive plane mm-hmm. of, of living. We have to return to as you just spoke about, what we call the creative plane. So a creative plane is really where there's no competition. We don't need to fight for things or push our way into things. The creative plane is really about, as I said earlier, honoring self and doing the things that we love to do. But, of course, we still have to earn a living. I mean, we live in a physical (laughs) world. Yeah, and I hate to say it, but those bills are still going to show up and the mortgage still has to be paid, all those sorts of things. But it's time for us to become creative in the way we earn an income and the way that we uh, use our time and our energy. And if we work within that creative plane, then everything begins to flow. Whereas on the competitive plane, it's always looking outside of ourselves. We're always looking at what somebody else is doing and how can I get that and it's not fair that they have that and I haven't and, you know, you understand and I'm sure everyone listening understands that. And so when we choose to move away from that competitive train of thought really, we start to move from our heads because the mind is a powerful, powerful thing. And it, it creates these thoughts within us that that's what life is all about and that's what we have to do. We have to fight for what we get and we have to compete with other people. But this change that is happening and it is happening so fast and as I said earlier, this feeling that is rising up within us is actually rising from our heart. And the heart is beginning to call us and say, hang on a minute, we don't have to compete. We don't have to live in that world. We can begin to live on a, a creative plane where we start to, to come from a whole different space. And that space is all about coming from your heart. What's your heart telling you? What's your heart really wanting for you to experience? And that helps us to start to love life again and not fear it and not live in that competitive space. Well, and I think you move into a more collaborative arena. I know that's what happened to me. You know, let's be honest, you know, Beverly Hills real estate is very cutthroat. You know, it's, it's about winning and losing and um, getting the, the highest price or the lowest price, depending if you're representing buyer or seller. And, you know, I did a lot of leadership training in there and development and management training. And Geraldine, I'm still doing the same thing. 
you know, I'm still doing, look at, we're on the radio today talking about leadership and training and power and truth and feelings. It's just executing it in a different manner. But I can say that my day has gone from competition and a combative environment to a uh, very much collaborative environment. Most definitely. And if we, if we start to understand that life is more about not competing but working cooperatively because that's what this new, uh, the dawn of the new age as they're talking and uh, that's what we need to do and be ever so grateful that these feelings are rising up within us. Uh, Geraldine, I want to thank our sponsor today. Uh, Care of is our sponsor. And for those of you following along at home, you can go to takecareof.com. And we have a promo code today um, that you can get 25% off your first order using the promo code powered up. And Care of is a subscription service that develop, sorry, delivers vitamins and supplements customized to your specific healthcare needs. And it's really great, Geraldine, because you take this short quiz and you answer questions about your diet and your lifestyle, your fitness and health goals. And Care of puts together a personalized plan just for you. And for me, you know, with summer approaching and my kids are out of school, I can really make health and wellness a priority again. And I can give myself, my body, the support this season with a boost because I'm looking for energy. I'm looking for better sleep, something to manage my stress and I really want to feel my healthiest because my kids are in their teen years and we are on the go we're swimming we're going to the beach we're going up in the mountains and what I really like about care of is they have an online quiz that lets you know exactly what you need there's this fun online quiz that asks you about your diet your health goals you know your lifestyle choices and things like that and it only takes a couple minutes like five minutes and then it comes back to you with scientifically backed vitamin and supplement recommendations and it's making it really easy for me and convenient to take my supplements because it's hard to know what to take. There's so many products out there and care of makes it easy to find out what you specifically need to be your healthiest. And they deliver like they deliver it. It comes in my bail box. I get this little package and each one is individually wrapped with my name on it. So I'm taking only what I need and my kids are not going to take things that say Sandra on it. So I really like that. And Carob has a difference. They make sure that what you're putting in your body comes from the best sources packed by honest guide and transparency available to you on their website. They also have protein powders, which you know teaching spin five days a week. I have them in individual packets, and they do have a, a tub you can get. But they're all personalized to your fitness goals and dietary preferences. And the little packages are made from compostable plant-based film that meet the same safety standards so your vitamins are kept fresh while being better for the environment. There are vegan and vegetarian supplement options available. So for 25% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter promo code powered up. So boy, Geraldine, you talk about gratitude. We are very grateful uh, for takecareof.com, the care of company for sponsoring our podcast today. So get your 25% off using the promo code powered up sounds wonderful sandra yeah a company that cares about our body and the environment i mean that's pretty rare it sure is and to have it all worked out for you i mean 
<laughs> oh my goodness, that would be wonderful instead of looking at that shelf, you know, that is absolutely piled chockers with so many and I look at them often and think, oh, where do we begin? Well, and so, what do you need? You know, that's, yeah. and you know, a lot of different supplements offer different things and you know, I want to feel good and feeling good is an internal and an external process. You know, we're talking today about, you know, honoring our feelings and when your nutrition isn't right, when your fitness level isn't right for you, it's hard to feel vibrant and wonderful and vice versa. I've had times in my life, Geraldine, where I've worked out like a crazy woman. I've eaten wonderfully, but I wasn't thinking properly. I wasn't honoring my feelings. And, you know, we're really a complicated machine. We sure are. And, and your body speaks to you all the time, Sandra, as you know. I mean, your body knows when you need sleep. Your body knows when you need to take time out and have that little power nap or have that rest. But how often do we just push that aside, that feeling, and then end up you know, sick for a week or something, having to really take time out. So our feelings are there for a reason and not listening to those feelings. And it's not just about that, Sandra, you know, about it's certainly has got a lot to do with health, but it's also got to do with um, feelings kind of lead into emotions. And of course our emotional well-being is the uh, the backbone to everything that we do. And if our dominant emotion is constantly fear or stress, because we're, you know, as we spoke about before, if we're constantly trying to compete or keep up with, you know, whoever else is we're trying to keep up with, and our body is screaming at us and saying, come on, you know, I'm stressed to the max. But we have to do something about it. And we have to honor those, those emotions that are rising up within us as well. And so often people ignore those and think, you know, because we've learned to live with a certain amount of stress in our lives, we think it's normal and it's well, not. That's the thing, Geraldine, what happened to me, you know, I, when I look back and I go, oh my goodness, you know, going through fertility treatments and, you know, my mom dying of cancer and going through a divorce and giving birth twice in two years, um, all in that same span of time. And my dogs, Misty and Smokey, you know, crossing the rainbow bridge after 16 years and doing a job change <laughs> you know, and going through a foreclosure. I'm like in this like 24 month span of time when I look back and I thought, no wonder my hair was falling out. No wonder I gained weight or was losing weight and, you know, couldn't sleep. And, but it didn't, um, I didn't recognize it at the time until my body started to break down, until I started to cry and not be able to stop. And my hair was falling out. I mean, I'm, I always talk about my hair falling out because it was something, it wasn't so much about being shallow. It was some physical proof that something was really wrong in my body. And your body will speak, as I said earlier, Sandra, your body speaks to you all the time. And it will, if we don't stop and listen to it, and we don't recognize what's happening. Because you see, Sandra, the, the buildup of stress within us, 
it, it is scientifically proven now that that creates an acid within our cells. And that acid is released uh, throughout our bodies. And if we don't call a halt to the stress and look at the symptoms, like your hair falling out or putting on weight is a big one, or losing weight, or just even not being able to sleep. There is a reason for that. And it's, it usually comes back to that feeling or that emotion that we're um, dealing with at the time. And the longer we live with that and we just put up with it, because that's what we do, because, you know, that's, that's it. As I said earlier, people accept this certain level of stress in their lives. Um, that acid begins to uh, move out through the cells in our body. Then the body will start to give us messages like your hair falling out or you get a really bad cold or you will get uh, tight and, you know, your muscles will be not working properly and, and you get the flu. And slowly the body will say, if you don't stop now and take a look at this, it's only going to get worse. Mm -hmm. And that long-term stress and anxiety and that buildup of acid in the body, it will eventually, if we don't deal with it, will end in what they call the big C. You know, it's the main basis for cancer because we haven't gone back and said, well, okay, what is causing this in my life? What am I feeling? What are my dominant emotions? And how am I dealing with those? Am I just pushing them to one side or am I actually facing them head on and going, where did this begin? Mm -hmm. What caused this in the first place? Well, and many times, you know, I think of my mother and my mother had such a difficult uh, childhood until you know she got married and and had us uh, we weren't any <laughs> pleasure either we had a different stress on there but you know my mom carried such a deep sadness and such heavy heavy sadness like that's the one thing you know if I think about my mom and her through line in her life and she's a wonderful mom and love her very much but she carried this heavy sadness in her heart all the time and I always wondered if that was the root of her breast cancer. Yeah. Yeah. And my, my mum, uh, not the same, but my mum actually um, was diagnosed with throat cancer and had to have the voice box removed the whole Ooh. bit, spoke with one of those little talking machines. And her through line, as you say, Sandra, was the fact that she could never find the courage to speak what she really wanted to say. And when I thought about mum, a beautiful mum, beautiful mother, a, a wonderful person, would do anything for anybody, mm -hmm. but was never really able to speak up for herself. And which caused, of course, enormous stress and anxiety. And when I think back to mum now, I do remember how often she was stressed and anxious mm -hmm. and quite often would find her secretly in tears. Oh. And a lot of it would be this, this fact that she couldn't speak out and say, 
this is what I need mm-hmm. or this is what, and you know, there were a whole lot of family issues around that extended family issues sure. around that. But for a woman who never smoked, right. never drank, never did, you know, any of those things to end up with throat cancer was, um, well, the doctors just couldn't understand it at the time. Now that I've studied this and understand what our emotional well-being uh, means to us and how it affects our lives, I completely understand how she ended up with this throat cancer and not being able to speak at all. Mm-hmm. So the body, you know, it, it responds and eventually it will live up to what you are feeling and how you are dealing with your emotional stress. Mm-hmm. And, and I understand that's a difficult thing to face. But for our own health and well-being, sometimes we do have to, as they say, face the dragon mm-hmm. head on and take the time to really go back and look at where it first began. Mm-hmm. And I can pretty much guarantee it will start in your childhood. There will be something there. And you can then see that following through your life. There will be a pattern. Mm-hmm. But the great news is, Sandra, that you can put a hold to this at any time you choose. I mean, this is the exciting part. You can stop that and you can choose to live happiness no matter what. Mm-hmm. And that might mean, once again, incredible change happening in your life. You know, it's facing up to other people around me, the ones who I really need in my life. Right. Right. Mm. Well, and that's where the power is. You know, I found, you know, in working with you in my own journey, um, you know, and there's lots of products for those of you listening, you know, uh, on Geraldine's site and, um, you know, that you've got lots of great products coming up in the, in the new year. Um, that's is so exciting for me because when you, um, when you go on this journey, it's amazing how your feelings about things come up and your emotions and your memory and, uh, all the different, um, you know, all the different, experiences that I had started to come together and tell me a story of why I wasn't completing my book, why I wasn't satisfied in my day, why I felt so much fear and frustration initially when going to the gym. And, you know, Geraldine, when I started doing the work, I saw, you know, how certain circumstances had shaped me. I had shaped myself and how remembering things in a certain way and choosing to recall certain memories stopped me dead in my tracks. And it happens all the time, Sandra. And it's really quite a simple process once we face it, because sometimes people think that it's, oh, it's too hard. It's, I, I can't do that. I can't go back and face that. I don't want to go there. And yet it's never the way we imagine it because the mind, you know, it takes or creates these little images that we, uh, of around fear, the mind has a wonderful way of creating things in fear 
and we look at those images and we think, well, we can't go back. We can't, we can't possibly go there. And yet once you do, it's kind of like, oh, okay, well, I can deal with that. I can do something about that. And if that's how it first began, and oh my goodness, yes. And quite often you have a big laugh about, you know, I've been carrying this through my life for so long. And then it's quite a simple process to unravel that and put yourself back on a path of happiness and success and empowerment uh, and it's all about you grabbing that power within you because you do have the power. Everyone has the power within them mm-hmm. to look at their their story of life and go back to when it first began. And even if you don't know that, that's perfectly fine. Just pick a time when you know you were really feeling that and face that and look at it. And then you can work around it and say, well, I don't need to deal with that any longer. I don't need to live with that any longer. And mind, I'm very sorry, you can tell me these stories, you can bring all the fear you like, but now I can look at this from a whole new perspective because I'm the one with the power. Not my mind. Mm -hmm. My mind is there, of course, to bring wonderful things to us. But we have to take control of that mind because it can do terrible damage to our lives if we allow it. Well, and some of the things worked for us at one point. You know, there were some of the behaviors, the thoughts, the beliefs, the truths, you know, the the choices that worked for me, you know, as a nine-year-old girl, it worked for me as a 16-year-old girl. Some things worked for me as a 25-year-old woman, but as a 40-plus woman, they're not working for me anymore. And that was where the power really came about, for me, about honoring my feelings, you know, dealing with my emotions, you know, really examining my beliefs and getting back to the truth of who I am. Because we do have all these influencers, we have education, we have well-meaning parents, we have experiences, and then we have ourselves to frame these experiences, say, okay, Sam, what do you take away from this? Well, if you don't examine those thoughts, you could be carrying something from your 25-year-old self to your 50-year-old self that is completely unrelated to where you are now. Most definitely. Yes, Sandra. And it's, it's taking what I call the little gems from your story. So, because we all carry this, you know, I know it's a bit of a cliche, but we carry this backpack of mm-hmm. what I, you know, describe as rocks. And we carry them around for so long when we could really just look at that storyline, pick out the gems within it. What have we learned from it? What has been really good about that? And as you say, yes, it protected me then. But do I really need that now? No, because I'm a, a grown woman and I need to empower myself. But take the lessons out of it. And, and they're the little gems. And now your backpack is just filled with these beautiful little sparkling gems and not those heavy rocks that you carry around all the time right. and that you're trying to deal with. So it, it's a wonderful way to go. 
Well, and I liken it to shoes. You know, when I think of how many shoes my kids have gone through, especially Max, who's a size 16 and a half foot now, you know, <laughs> to go from a little baby shoe all the way up, you know, we had to get the right shoe for him at that point in his life, not just the size, but for what he was doing. If he's playing basketball, if he's doing these things. So, you know, when you think of your shoes and how much we're okay with flexing with shoes, but we're not okay with flexing, you know, with feelings and beliefs and things, you know, we feel like, Oh my gosh, at least I did. We have to hold on to these, you know, this is what worked for me. That's like cramming your foot into a shoe that you wore in fifth grade. And every season of our life, Sandra, which is like your shoes, you know, you grow and you enter a new season. So you need a new size shoe, <clears throat> enter another season and different size shoe. And, and of course, not just that, but as I don't know about your boys, but I know our children love to go with the fashion as well. Sure. So the look changed as well as the size and the colors changed and, and all of that. Yes, absolutely. And so the same with our emotional well-being. We go through so many different seasons of our lives. A lot of people think, oh, there's just childhood, teenage years, you know, midlife, and then the more mature years, I prefer to call it now that I'm kind of there. Um, But there are so many seasons in between. And what we need at that particular point in time and every part of our story, and I want everyone to understand that every part of our story is perfect. It is necessary. It's part of who we are. So long as we don't hold on to what we don't need, we look at that season of our life, we pick out the little gems we change shoes, we change style, and off we go into the next season of our life. And that could happen every five years. Oh, easily. Yeah. Given certain things, like I think of my, you know, I look at my dogs over my lifetime and each one of them, I've had a season with them, you know, and when they, they pass on, I have a new relationship with a new dog and I've got my Sally, you know, my Sophie and my Nugget. And before that it was, you know, Bailey and Snowy and, you know, Misty and Smokey. You know, I could go through all these things are such wonderful times in my life. You know, I look at certain times in my life with what dog I had with me at the time, because they were my soul animals. They were my, you know, companion guides. And, um, but you can't make one the same. And you don't relate to each one the same. I'm at different points in my life. So I think it's so important that we examine this because we go through this in our professional careers too. We certainly do, Sandra. And look, I can just relate it to my own personal experience. Um, Bill, my husband, we met at 18 and 19 years of age, you know, and, and believe it or not, after Bill would say after three life sentences and a bit more, you know, in, in marriage, we're still married and happily married. And we're, you know, getting close to that 50 year mark of being married. And yet when I look back, we may have been together all that time, but we have changed so much as individuals and our relationship has changed so much through every season that we have been married because of 
you know, children, babies and then teenagers and then children getting married and now having grandchildren. And all that time through each season, our relationship changed too. I just am so grateful that we were able to grow at, you know, in, well, not in the same way, but we were able to grow together. And yet we've led very different lives and but we've come together so and that's the same in our business it has often changed but the one dominant feature of course in any business is you Mm -hmm. the person who's within that and as you change your business is going to change and Sandra I know we talked before about that getting into that creative zone, empowering yourself enough to say, well, this is a new season in my business. I'm not going to compete any longer. I'm going to work from this creative plane and see my business develop and grow from that point rather than trying to compete with everybody. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's funny because I'm doing team building at a a couple different companies now. Um, One's in Minnesota, one's in Texas. And um, it's been so much fun, Geraldine, because both of those companies had come from a very, um, I would just say a combative coach. It was us versus them. And it was us. And, you know, when I came into that environment and we talked about, hey, you know, like this is what our competition is doing really well. Let's see how we can model after that because, you know, we want to be and do our best. And it was to see everybody's faces to go from they're the enemy to they're the teacher was a big shift. And, you know, thankfully everybody was willing to go along with me because, you know, I said, when you look at the world and everybody's your enemy, you're competing to win. Look at the unnecessary stress you're putting yourself in. And so if you look at your product and service and you go, okay, what are my competition and what are they doing really well that we could model after? How could we do even better? And what other services could we offer Now we're in creation. Now we're in expansion. Now we're in a growth mindset versus that combative, you know, we've got to take them out, take them down. And there's a time and place for that. Don't get me wrong. It's not all hearts and roses in business or in the military. Um, But to spend your days finding ways with creative solutions for your business or your personal life or your relationship to grow is so much kinder to the body certainly is. And Sandra, quite often in this mix too, people forget and lose sight of, um, and I know you're big on this and it's wonderful, but we get so caught up in competing and and um, doing, you know, what are they doing? Well, we're going to do it this, you know, we're going to do the same, but we're going to do it better, da, da, da. We lose sight of the the truth that unless we add our uniqueness to the mix, it's it's not going to work. We always have to add that uniqueness of being. Um, I know from personal experience again that 
the moment that I, because I know I had a lot of coaches who said to me, look, just find somebody who's done what you want to do and then just do what they've done, you know, and then you'll get to the same place. And yes, I tried that, but it didn't work. And I often used to wonder, why doesn't this work? You know, they tell me, all these coaches tell me, just choose a person and do exactly what they did and you'll get the same result. But they left out the vital and essential ingredient of your own uniqueness. Mm -hmm. And the instant that I shifted my business thinking to, well, what unique gifts and talents do I have to bring to my business? Mm -hmm. It was only then that I empowered not only myself, but I empowered my business to grow in a completely unique way. And that also took out the whole competitiveness, you know, in business. Because now I was coming from a space of this is who I am, I'm going to use my uniqueness within this business. And yes, it might be similar to others, but it's never, ever going to be exactly the same. And I use that uniqueness to grow my business in in amazing ways. Mm -hmm. And no longer did I have to compete with anybody because I was just being me. And I can promise you that, The universe wants us to be our unique self. And the instant we honor that uniqueness and empower everything that we do with that uniqueness, everything will change around us. Absolutely. Yeah. I think you've probably found that too, have you, Sandra? I did. I think you helped me, you know, in working with you over the past years and in, in working on your products, um, which are available at GeraldineTegelove.com. Um, those products that I worked through helped me recognize what my value was. Because like you, I was told to model after, you know, successful leaders, successful, you know, authors, successful this. And I did, you know, but I, I always fell short, Geraldine, because I wasn't them. You know, I can't be Tony Robbins because Tony Robbins is Tony Robbins. You know, I can't be Deepak Chopra. Deepak Chopra is Deepak Chopra. But I can be Sandra Beck and I can be the best Sandra Beck I can be, which means investing my in, in my talents, investing in my learning, investing in my growth, you know, working with you, working with other wonderful people that have made me the best product. And as I've made myself the best product I can be, uh, the money flows, the success flows, the happiness flows, because there's nothing better than showing up every day and doing and being your best. When you're trying to be somebody else, it's exhausting. Absolutely. And the whole energy shift, Sandra, I know we're getting a bit deep and meaningful sure. here, but the energy within you and around you shifts because you're not, you know, our when we're living in the creative plane and we're living our own unique gifts and talents and we're being the best that we can possibly be, our energy is very clear and it's crisp and clean. And once we start to bring in trying to compete or, or trying to be somebody else, 
we add layers and and you know i'm a great one for looking at it from a scientific perspective as well because it's important that we understand this and quantum physicists will now tell you that those things of you know things like competition or trying to outdo somebody else it they are heavy layers of dense energy that we place over the top of that beautiful clear energy of who we really are because the truth of who we are is our own unique self and that's who we really need to be and we came when we were first born as a child that's exactly who we were we didn't try and compete with anybody mm-hmm. we just we did our own thing, much to the horror of sometimes of parents and, you know, grandparents and aunts and uncles and everything else. But we just, well, I don't know about you, but I certainly did my own sure. thing. And then we started to put layers over of what was expected, right. what the tribal beliefs were, what families decided they wanted us to do. And all of those layers covered up our beautiful uniqueness. Mm-hmm. And that's called dense matter. And that, that holds us down. Now, once we're able to take off those heavy, dense layers of energy, then the, our perfection shines through, our uniqueness shines through. And then everything flows because when we have dense matter over us, the energy is very static. Mm-hmm. It goes up and down like, you know, little arrows. But when we finally pull off those layers through looking at our emotional well-being, the energy begins to flow just like a, a wave pattern, mm-hmm. which is what they're talking about in quantum mechanics, that beautiful wave pattern. And we can all feel that when we're being honest with self and when we're being, you can feel that when you close the door at the end of a day and you're by yourself, even in the shower and you just go, oh, I can just be me and let it all hang out. (laughs) That's when that energy starts to flow. It's a cohesive, beautiful energy. But the instant we get to work and if we're not working in a lovely environment and a happy environment and we're not doing what we're meant to do in this life, that energy will very quickly become static. Mm-hmm. And that's the stress. And that's when the acid begins to flow and things go on from there. So, you know, powering ourselves is all about being who we are truly. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. And that can be, you know, can be in an environment. It could be in a marriage too. You know, it could be, you know, in a family environment where, you know, you're trying to be yourself and, you know, family members have a certain idea of where you should fit in that dynamic. Or, you know, if you were like me and married to someone who uh, didn't want you to be the way you were, constant correcting, constant, you know, you know, you should do, you should. Now, anytime anybody tells me I should, you know, I'm like, hmm, you know, in those days (laughs) I was, you know, like I would take it under advisement because I trusted these people. But then I, as I got older, I'm like, you know, live your own life. Don't worry about me. (laughs) You know, I got my life under control. 
Oh my goodness. And how empowering was that for you, Sandra? Yeah, it took a while, took a while, you know, especially as a younger sibling, you know, there were, um, I trusted older brothers and sisters to guide me. I think many of us have. And then you get out into the world and you go, wow, you had your own agenda. Not, not, I'm not saying anything's nefarious or terrible, but everybody's just doing the best you can. But when you take responsibility for what you really think and feel, that's when you come into your power. And I think it's, um, yes, I, I completely understand because I was the middle child of five. Mm-hmm. And in our generation, we're going back a few generations, Sandra, but it was always the eldest who were, you know, who had the most power mm-hmm. within the siblings. And parents looked at the eldest boy and girl as being the most important, whether they spoke that out loud or not, it was certainly there. And that was just part of life then. And I understand it. But as I got, mind you, as a child, I really fought back against that because, you know, no one was going to tell me what to do or how to do it, which got me into hot water and on many an occasion. Um, But, you know, we get to a certain point in life And I I often even say to teenagers, there is a way of taking on your own power without necessarily knocking everything else out of the park for six. Right. You know, it's just quietly and gently living who you are and knowing that down the track, you will be able to live the way you really want to live. And no one can ever take control of our minds. We have complete control about how we think mm-hmm. and how we use that mind and how we feel. No one can ever take control of that. They can try, mm-hmm. but underneath it, you can still be you. And eventually, then you have the ability to step out of that family if it's not suiting you or out of that relationship when we're, we, you know, get married, you can stand up for yourself and say, well, this isn't working and that's okay. You know, sometimes we get caught up. I know our generation did that. We have to stick it out, mm-hmm. which is garbage. I mean, we don't have to stick it out. And I know a lot of people will not agree with me here, But this is where illness comes in because by sticking it out, we're not living who we really are. We're not honoring the truth of ourselves. And there we live in stress Mm -hmm. and anxiety for all of those years and wonder why we end up really ill at the end of it. And subject that to all the relationships around us. Yes. You're so right, Sandra. And that has an effect on the children that we have. It has an effect on everything that we do because we're here to live happiness. That's Mm -hmm. the bottom line. We are always live here to live happiness. And unless we're in a loving, supportive relationship where we can be who we are, then we're not going to be able to live happiness. Right. So, you know, it's, it's taking, not allowing anybody else 
to take our power. I'm sure we've all known couples that we've met where one of them has handed over their power to the other. Yeah. You ask them a question, one particular, you know, person in the relationship, and the other one will answer for them. Yep. All the time. And the other one, and the, the one who's handed over the power will often be heard saying, um, what do I think about that? You know, what? and they're looking to the partner to answer for them. And I think, oh, my goodness, you know, you've handed over your power to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Well, it's time we gathered up that power and we took it back and we lived it. And I think a lot of us need help in that situation. You know, it's very hard as someone who was married to a very dominant person for 10 years. I did get to the point where I wasn't sure what I thought about things because there was that constant, you know, this is the right way to think. This is the way the glasses go up, not down. The germs fall into the cups if the glasses are up, not down. You know, you know, down to the most minute little things when you live with a person like that, whether it's a parent, a sibling, or a spouse, or a boss, it is very easy to get lost in what you think and feel. And really the only, the only solution is to get away and to create a barrier between you and that person because they do, you get tired, Geraldine, and you get worn down. And Sandra, it's great that these days it's okay to have a therapist. Yes. It's okay to have a psychologist helping you. It's okay to, you know, to get help from a mentor. And that's because back in my day, there was no such thing. And if you even mentioned that you might be seeing a a psychologist or a psychiatrist or a therapist of any kind, you were, you know, people thought you were about to be put away somewhere. And quite often people were put away. And nowadays it's okay to get help and to seek help and to have that ongoing support and assistance where it's needed. And I would advise anybody to go and find the help that they need in whatever way feels right for them. And it's wonderful that we can do that. And there are lots of different price points within that too. Mm -hmm. So you don't feel, you know, well, I can't afford it. I can't do that. There are counselors out there. There are people who are only too willing to help you through those issues. And it's so important that we empower ourselves enough to find the help that we need. Absolutely. You know, we, we have, you know, people who help us with weight loss. We have business coaches that help our business. Why wouldn't we have someone to help our feelings to find our truth and get back to our power? We've been visiting today with Dr. Geraldine Tegelov. You can find her and her many products at GeraldineTegelov.com. She's on YouTube. She's um, on her website. She's got a lot of different uh, radio broadcasts, so you will not be disappointed. She's been a big part of my successful career. So I'm happy to share her with you today. We'll be back again next week with another show. On behalf of Sandra Beck, we want you to get out there today to make more money with less time and effort so you can live the life you want. Tune in next week for more tips, tricks, and techniques on Coach.